Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to be on the Strictly Anonymous Podcast, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remains anonymous. I change everybody's voices. Now, if you don't want me to change your voice because... You're somebody that maybe lives an interesting, naughty life out in the public and you want to tell your story, that's fine. But if you want to remain anonymous, I change everybody's voices. You can email me from a phony email, call me from a phony number. I'm looking for people with interesting, naughty stories. If you have one and you want to call in and share it while remaining anonymous, you could go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Or you could send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or you could go to Instagram or Twitter. You could follow me over there. I'm at Strict Anonymous, at Strict Anonymous over on Instagram or Twitter. If you want to comment on any of these episodes, you could go over to my YouTube. I'm at Strict Anonymous over there as well. You could also DM me on Instagram if you want to be on the show. It's at Strict Anonymous. If you're listening on a podcast app, make sure to follow my show so you get the episodes just directly in your phone. If you want to have, if you have like a naughty confession, you want to just get off your chest, you could call my confessions hotline. I changed the voices of the confessions as well. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. Oh, if you also want to talk to me on the DL, because you have like a problem that you can't talk to anyone else about, <laughs> but you don't want to be on the show, you don't want to air it out. Uh, I offer that. I charge for that, but I do offer that. Uh, the link is in the description and all the things I just talked about, like my Instagram, my email, my my website is in the description. Now, today I have on Steve. Now, Steve has an interesting story because I think it's very relatable. Married forever. Eventually, sex went out the window uh, about to get divorced because of it. Like things were not good. They like hit rock bottom in their marriage and then decided to work on it. And he talks about what they did and the things that worked for them and why it worked. And he gives some really great tips on things that they did to get themselves out of that rut and rut and onto the other side. It didn't happen overnight. Uh, but they did start like fantasy talk with each other, pillow talk about the hot things that they were into. And eventually after doing that kind of talk with his wife, she kind of gave him like a pass. He's got like a don't ask, don't tell, do whatever the fuck you want pass. And he had these fantasies about being with not just other women, but men. And he put that out on the table with her. She was like, go do your thing, explore, just don't put it in my face. And he did. Okay, he recently went to a swingers club in Miami called Trapeze, and he explains exactly what went down. And let me tell you, he had a lot of effing fun. <laughs> His wife doesn't know. Should he tell her? Like, do you tell somebody that says, like, don't ask, don't tell, like, just do it, but just have fun, whatever? I don't know. It was a little confusing to me at the end because he hasn't told her yet. 
she's traveling uh she doesn't know he plans on telling her is that the right thing i don't know take it like let me know what you think go over to youtube and make a comment because i think people will be talking about this one um but he's very relatable i think he's also inspirational because he was able to work through that very typical hard bad time place that he was in his marriage and i think a lot of people are either have been there or are there now so listen to what happened to steve and how he got out of it maybe learn something from him uh so anyway i'm gonna be right back on with steve this is the strictly anonymous podcast uh, hi, Steve. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? Oh, I'm great. Thank you for having me. No, uh, thank you for you coming know, on. I discovered your podcast actually just last December. I was uh, painting a vacation condo, one of the ones we own. And and I was like having something in the background. Yeah. And I would Google like relationships. And somehow through the magic of the internet, uh, you came up, and I just love your insights. Oh, I uh, love also, that. Mm -hmm. You also have a real uh, bullshit detection sense. Uh, yeah, it's, sometimes it's like too good. I'm sorry, but like I don't like knowing as much as I know, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, well, I, I really... got to ask you something. Yeah. It sounds to me, listening to you, mm -hmm. I'm in recovery, and yeah. I got a hunch you are too, just listening to some of the words. Oh, of course. Absolutely. But did you, I mean, you, have you never heard me talk about that on my podcast? You probably listen. Well, I've heard you say generically, I don't drink anymore. Oh, no. But <laughs> I have talked about how, like, I did AA for some time and then I stopped. And then I, and honestly, I have to tell you, after I did my little, I did a PSA rant the other day recently, did like a bonus episode, just me talking. I'm going to start doing more of that kind of stuff on my show besides yeah. talking to the people. And one of the first episodes I'm going to post is going to be, I already have the name. It's, it's sex, sab sabotage and sobriety. It's going to be my whole quitting drinking story because it's fascinating. It's one of my addiction and getting sober is one of my favorite things to talk about. So you're going to hear my whole story coming up soon. So yes, you're right though to have picked up. All right, yeah, <laughs> I've, I've been in the club for 38 years. So, well, I, I, I'm not even, but I'll tell you this, and I will explain it on my episode, what a lot of my friends said to me, because I've been very successful. I've been um, like 20-something years not drinking, being sober. They said, Kathy, the reason why you don't need a AA is because you kind of do everything that they teach you to do just like regularly. So I guess it, it, it works, whatever they tell you, because my friends that are, are in there are like, you just do that shit all the time. So... Let's get to you, though. Now, you were married for a long time. Uh, still am. You still are. You eventually hit some problems and issues in your relationship. And at some point, you guys, I think, decided to open it. And you've recently been to a swingers club and had some big things yeah. and experiences, right? But let me ask you this. Your whole marriage, like, was it pretty vanilla and were you guys faithful to each other because i know that when that what happened was when things started to kind of go south you did think she was having an affair she thought you were yeah. having an affair but what was really going on in your marriage before that okay when we were dating in the first couple of years of our marriage sex was powerful right hell my wife and i got it on a, on a picnic table in bali right at the beach everybody's walking there or we were getting ready to go to a party we were literally walking up the driveway and I just put her on the hood of the car. Yeah, the good old days. The, when the sex is hot in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, we oh, all, yeah. we've all been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, and after a while, three children came, goals, 
we're both really driven people mm-hmm. and things just simply got like check the blocks we're gonna have sex on wednesday night and saturday night and it just got very predictable and that was okay for the longest time because it was good yeah we, we were as far as i know both monogamous uh-huh. and it went on for many many years i mean and probably i guess you we're getting into our mid-50s i'm three years older than her and things are really starting to just go south you know twice a week was becoming once a month yeah and it it became a real power struggle and and you know i've come to realize i own at least half of this yeah you know? i love that i like that i like i prefer to talk to people when they're on the other side and they could really see their part in it and the big picture because then it maybe will help someone who's in the middle of it because it's hard to see those kind of things when you're in it right I'm sure at that time you were just looking at it's like what the fuck is wrong with her but now upon reflection you could see it in a totally different way so it's great when I'm talking to somebody at that place because exactly yeah there were a couple of things going on Mm -hmm. one one of the things so, so you know you got two of us who, who want to excel at what we do. Yeah. We're just driven. And when you have people that competitive in the same <laughs> uh, marriage, uh, there's yeah. going to be clashes. Yeah, I'm so, a, I am very competitive. I understand. So guys can't fucking stand my, my how competitive I am. <laughs> so you got that going on. And she was, she really at that point started being haunted by demons of her youth she had uh now this i i won't tell much of her story but she had been sexually abused and honestly i didn't know what she you know i mean she had disclosed it to me long before we were married and it, it's one of those things that can surface in later life yeah i think that sometimes that's when it does it's a, it's more likely to happen then than in the middle of things absolutely, absolutely. i think that's common and, and unfortunate and the for, unfortunate thing too is i think the statistic and i'm sure it's even more than this it's like one in every four women or men like have been sexually assaulted it's not that oh, uncommon unfortunately it's horrible yeah. yeah absolutely yeah so we were we were really starting to go downhill and disconnect and uh you know, by this time, the children are out of the house, and now it's like, holy crap, you know. One time a month has probably become now two times a year. I don't know. <laughs> well, it was, I think she kept it just above 12 times a year, because that was the bench line for sexless. So, <laughs> <you know. laughs> but, yeah. But it became, also became duty sex. And and to me, talk about, like, that was just getting me pissed off. But to me, that was just malicious. So we, we really hit bottom about five or six years ago. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 
420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. And she was she was at a conference and she would it, it seemed whenever she had to go away, she would take the last possible flight home. So that's either one <laughs> or two things. Either she's having an affair or it's avoidance. <laughs> or both. Yeah. Right, or both. So this time we'd been apart for a couple of weeks. I had I had bought her this unique necklace and and i i put it on the night table so i pick her up at the airport and i can see she is just spoiling for a fight like mm-hmm. the the embrace is like nothing mm-hmm. and uh and you know i'm convinced she she was having an emotional affair uh-huh because she did have a colleague who was always at these things and and she would always mention him, you know, and of course, I'm sure it was all in my mind because, you know, I'm probably half a nut job anyway, but it was just bothering me. So we get home and I'm thinking, okay, she's going to see the necklace that she loved. And she said, what is this? A quid pro quo? Oh, oy. Like, you might as well just say, fuck you. I, w- I would be able to handle that better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. And it's like, y- you've got to be shitting. So, I mean, we had quite a firefight that night. And a uh, couple of weeks later, it's like, okay. I, had, I remember I had written down a whole bunch of things I wanted to talk to her about. And unbeknownst to me, she had a bunch of things she wanted to talk to me about. And a lot of them were the same thing. The first one, it was for both of us, mm-hmm. was are you having an affair? Wow. She was even thinking the same of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you? No, although I will say I did hook up with a former love at one time a couple of weeks before then. So what do you mean no? The answer then would be yeah. Okay, but all right, it was what a one mean? and out. Okay, but that fucking counts. Uh, oh my god. Okay, all right. Oh my god. The so, oh my god, me. everybody's the way that everyone thinks things in their brain is so interesting to me. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, did you fuck the lady? Did you fuck Yes. Her? Okay, so yes. that's okay, yes, so the answer is yes. I'm gonna ask the question okay. again. Let's try this again. So, um, had you <sighs> cheated on her? Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Yes, that one and out. Okay. It, Just one time, a one time thing. Yes. But so, so there was that, uh, you know, just this estrangement we were having. But you were talking you about know, like you guys both had all these things on a list that you wanted to talk about. And the first thing exactly. was, you cheat? And then most of the things though, you guys were both like feeling were the same things as what you were saying. Yes. It yeah. was incredible. Yeah. I was feeling like, she just didn't give a shit about me uh-huh. and she was feeling really ignored. Yeah. And, uh, Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And, and the fallout of all this, there was a couple of them. Uh, you know, we, the fallout of some of them had obvious solutions. We were both working about 70 hours a week 
And in about a two-year period after that, we broke it down so we're both working about 35 hours a week. Oh, wow. Okay. Was that one of the so, solutions, like they spend more time together? Yes. And that was an easy one. Uh-huh. But the other disconnects became, you know, whenever you touch me, I take it that you want sex. And, you know, that's a yes and no answer. That. that and, oh, my God. Know, I just wanted, could I just interject one time? I know we're exactly where we are, but it was, I was just having this conversation with a girlfriend of mine before because she was thinking of maybe going on hormone pellets and she said she never she's fine when her husband initiates and she's cool to have sex but she she never initiates and I'm like but that's what I hear all the time and like what's so important for women to know because I think a lot of times women think like the guy always initiating he's just seeing her as a sex object but what they don't understand is that it's so much more than sex for a man. It's it's being wanted and it's being desired and it's being in and it's the intimacy in a relationship. And if you never ever give him the feeling that you want to fucking bone him or you want him bad, I mean that starts to feel like he's not wanted. It's not just well, about the like sex. The guy, I feel like I'm the guy who's you know uh, bringing home the paycheck, throwing it on a table and. That's all. Well, that's well, that and that's the problem. Like that's what me and my girlfriend were talking about because she was saying if I went this way for ten more years and my husband had an affair, I would understand. I said, but that's what that and that's how it happens. It's a lot of times even the most, uh, you know, um, monogamous person might cheat after all of that. And because if that if there's a woman in the office that is giving him that attention and that validation and making him feel wanted and you haven't for the past 10 years and vice versa, you know what I mean? I'm sure you could see what she was complaining about that you weren't doing because it happens absolutely right both ways. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a mirror held in front of me too. Yeah, right? The woman is not being heard either. She's coming home from work and you're not talking to her. You're not listening to what happened in, during her day. Maybe that coworker was. And that You know, getting into that becomes like in the Susan Bratton thing, the small offers type of thing. Okay. Anyway, so, you know, we got through that conversation. So, you know, the easy part was, although it takes a while, I just can't like drop commitments and work. But over a two-year period, I mean, we cut it in half. I thought that was pretty good. And we agreed on marriage counseling. Okay. And we were really lucky because, honestly, we got the most shit-hot therapist I could imagine. <laughs> and she, you know, so you figure by this time we're both in our late, in our 50s. And she was about the same age. And... She saw us as couples, as a couple, and then both of us as individuals. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. The, you know, had a really good rapport with her. And, and I think we both made some really positive movement there, you know, working things out. The other thing was uh, we started talking about fantasies more. And, Love that. Mm -hmm. And, and it, 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 it was pillow talk after sex and that was really neat and we had had some really cool sex we had never really opened it up there were a couple opportunities when we were younger and they just didn't pan out uh but you know as we were starting to talk about fantasies uh, the sex was getting better and by better i really mean just more involved it was like oh cool she's there it's not just like 
some duty thing. I've got to check the block for once a month yeah. and I'll play along. And we started to explore some fantasies and, and obviously the exhibitionist one. I've got a long standing history of that. Believe me, every girlfriend I ever had, we got it on somewhere outside. So we, you know, we started getting there and, uh, you know, I, I have a fantasy about sucking a dick. I mean, I don't, I, you, know, <laughs> you know, I can't say I'm bi, but it's not really about the guy. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I do remember vaguely in New York, and again, alcohol plays a story in this one. It was about six in the morning and I was blasted and I was coming out of some apartment and somebody asked me what I was doing. I wound up, it was a, a trans person. And, uh, you know, and it, I tried it. It was kind of cool, but I was honestly, I was too drunk to really know what was going on. Uh-huh. But, but you did blow. You did blow. Oh, yeah. The trans yeah, yeah yes, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh. Hi, I'm Chris Gethard, and I'm very excited to tell you about Beautiful Anonymous, a podcast where I talk to random people on the phone. I tweet out a phone number, thousands of people try to call, I talk to one of them, they stay anonymous, I can't hang up, that's all the rules. I never know what's going to happen. We get serious ones. I've talked with meth dealers on their way to prison. I've talked to people who survived mass shootings. Crazy funny ones. I talked to a guy with a goose laugh, somebody who dresses up as a pirate on the weekends. I never know what's going to happen. It's a great show. Subscribe today, Beautiful Anonymous. And I, I didn't die. I didn't turn trans. I didn't turn gay. So, right. you know. It's, but did you remember, did you ever reflect back on that? Is that how you knew that you kind of had that fantasy? Because maybe sometimes yeah, you think yeah. about that and like jerk off to it or something. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. okay. Uh, so, you know, that was one. Uh, and you would share you that know, with her? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so, we, so, so it was cool. But she would share the partner she had. Uh, you know, another one, uh, another fantasy is a couple of them that we shared. One is that one of the things she really likes about me is that she said we can go to a party and you and we we don't have to be next to each other. Right. Some couples are like glued to each other. Totally. Uh -huh. she, she said, I can talk to people and not have to worry about you. And, and I can see you talking to people and not have to worry. And she said, I've always really loved that about you. One of the fantasies that I shared with her is that I'd love to have lost track with you, of you at a party and then find you upstairs or something getting fucked. And uh, we just have some great sex after that. Another one, and this is kind of cool. It's like, uh, you know, her and her girlfriend go out on a girl's night out and they've had a little too much to drink. So they don't want to get it a DUI so these three or four guys take them home and while myself and one of the other guys leaves to get the car they're getting it on with these guys and then of course we get back and join in and it's it's kind of cool and there's there's cream pies in it and I get to check it out and all of that and it's it's just really hot my favorite one is is yeah. her and myself and a trans person in a hot tub oh okay and that is just like we we both get it on with her and then her and I with each other. So, uh, so as you know, so as we're moving along this journey, let me ask you a quick question, because I please. think the biggest fear of other couples who are listening or guys listening and thinking, oh, I would love to go take my hot fantasies, all these dark kinks that I have and tell my wife is that she would be like, ew, that's gross or what the fuck? I mean, was your 
wife really open to everything that you were saying? Were you afraid at first of how she would react? And were you surprised by how she did react? Or was she always just super open-minded? She's always been open-minded. But my own fears and misgivings kept me from doing that for a while. Right. So this is on me, not on her. No, so other guys listening, if they have that fear, I mean, you had that too going in. But you were just, if things were so bad that it was like, it just, it's like, if the... It's the gift of desperation, Kathy. That's what I mean. Like, it's the, why not try it? Because if not, we're ending anyway, kind of thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. This Mm -hmm. is the gift of desperation. Yeah. And other other things came into that. I'll mention it in a little bit. But initially bringing up the fantasies, like, why not? What, What am I waiting for? Yeah. And she was cool about them. She she didn't want to, uh, you know, open anything up yet, nor did I. Uh-huh. But, you know, we, we, we would play around and she would definitely, she'd have a toy and she'd play with it. And she'd say, get down here and suck this off. And so it was really hot. Yeah. I mean, okay. it, was, it was absolutely hot. And as we're getting into actually relatively recently, I lost two uh, two friends in the past 18 months. So it's starting to get that idea I'm not around, going to be around forever. Now, I'm a marathon runner, so I can still bring it. Yeah. I'm physically in condition. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like, God, these guys are dead. And I'm in the fourth quarter, no timeouts, right? Yeah, so, totally. So we got to keep moving on this. The other thing, and this is such a positive thing, is a month ago, we became grandparents. Oh, for the first time. Mm -hmm. First time. It's like, I am so stoked. In fact, I haven't seen my wife since New Year's Day because she's, in her world, uh, what's called residencies are big deals. Uh And she's been away for three months on one. I'm not going to see her until Mm mid-March when I'm going to pick her up and we're going to go see the baby. So, I, I mean, I'm stoked for two reasons. I get to see her. I get to see a grandchild. Yeah. But, you know, that's another thing. It's like old people have grandchildren. I know it's not true, but it really started changing my thinking. The, the deaths really started that. And over the last year, she's became uh, pretty tolerant that she more or less has said, I don't mind what you do as long as it's not in my face or at home. Feel free to explore yourself. Oh, wow. So I was, uh, it's just a couple of weeks ago. I was in Miami. I had to go to a conference. And I said, what the hell? Go, you know, uh, one of the things, in fact, it was one of the talks we were having, and it was about doing nothing in our lives is no longer an option. Yeah. Lose the fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and that had to do with embracing life, in my opinion, not fear of death. I think people have fear of living yeah, yeah, more yeah, than anything sure. else. Mm-hmm. So I'm down there in Miami, no adult supervision. <laughs> and I don't know, am I allowed to mention the club? For sure. Yeah. Why not? Okay. So there's this club in uh, Fort Lauderdale called Trapeze. Everything's on the website. So there was a, it was a Thursday night and it was, so single men were allowed Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Uh-huh. 
or something like that, at least three or four days. And Thursday night was the theme was wear your man's shirt. And the women, if they wanted, could dress up in like a guy's shirt. And uh, so what the hell? Let me go. So I get there and, and the place opened at eight. I figured, let me get there a little later. It's probably around 930. It was still kind of empty, but it started fill. It started filling up. And I was just walking around getting the lay of the land. And to go in the back, you had to uh, strip down and, and either be naked or in a towel. So, okay, I put my clothes in. I had my, my little towel on, being kind of modest. And, and I go in the back, and I'm just sort of walking around. And there's this guy, and his, I later found his wife, uh, you know, getting it on. And I just kind of sat down and was just sitting there. And the guy waved me over. I go, this is too good to be true. So, <laughs> so I, you know, I went over there and, and she was sucking him off. And I was just sort of caressing her shoulders, really. And uh, he said, do you want to help her? I said, and sure. So she, she just sort of put his dick right in my mouth. And we were sucking them together. And... I guess she wanted to see what I was made of, so she saw she slid down and started sucking me off. And at that point, I just started going down on him. And the, the guy was great. He, he, he said, honey, he's sucking my dick. And he's like, <laughs> moving his hips up and down. It was, it, was really, it was really funny, actually. We all started laughing, which in my opinion is when you know you're having good sex, when you can take a break to laugh. Yeah. And, and I started fucking her. And she was a squirter. And oh, my God, I'd never been with a squirter. And we were, it, it, we were straight missionary. And all of a sudden, I swear, I felt like I was in this puddle of water. It was incredible. <laughs> uh, holy shit. And she's going, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is that okay? I said, it's wonderful. I mean, please don't be sorry. I said, I'm, I'm really happy that you're feeling this. Yeah. And one of the coolest things I ever saw was he was holding her hand and kissing her asking her is this all good are you enjoying it and it wasn't from like a an exhibitionist type of thing i'm sure he was getting off on it i mean i was but it was really like a, a very loving gesture yeah 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 mm -hmm, and, sure. and that was that was just awesome yeah and i'm not kidding you I, we just seemed to do it forever and i'll bet you she squirted at least six times wow. we actually took a break Went out to get a drink and then went back in there. And then uh, and she got it on with one other guy. We each held one of her hands and another guy did her. And that was kind of cool. Uh, and then, like, her husband went off and her and I got it on a little more. And eventually, I made my way back out to the front. And by that time, the, the place was really filling up. Actually, at, at one point when we took a break to get a drink of water, we did all get out to the front. And at this point, the exhibitionist in me is really in full gear. And I said, <laughs> we, we are going to fuck on the dance floor, right? which we did. And it was great. I mean, we didn't dance much. You had to hold on to the, the railings. Uh, 
But, you know, so after we had finished, by that time, I'm out there and I, I went to the bar to get another drink of water. And there was a woman sitting there and she was, uh, she was wearing like the guy's shirt, but not really. It was a white shirt. It was hers. And I, and I just said, you're, you're gorgeous. And she said, do you like my breasts? I said, yeah. So she, she said, she unbuttoned her shirt and she said, well, why don't you caress them? And she was really getting off on me caressing her breasts while she was talking to other people. Oh, interesting. It so was, she's not even looking at you. She's not even looking at me. I'm mm-hmm. literally in back of her. Now, being that me being who I am, I did take an ice cube out of my drink and kind of put it between her breasts on her nipples. But she really uh, maintained herself and kept a straight face. <laughs> but I'm sure she was getting off on it because, I mean, she was literally just talking to a different guy and a woman. Yeah. And while I was doing that, and it was really a blast. I mean, and she said, I want to enjoy my drinks for a little while, but maybe we can meet up in the back later. You know, by this time, it's like two in the morning. I'm shot. I need to get out of there. And I, I had just finished showering. And this young woman is walking in there into the shower. It was like a, a communal shower. So there were about five showers, but, you know, all uh, in one area, not uh, partitioned. Uh-huh. And. She's got on like five inch heels. And she said, do you think I should wear my heels in here? Yeah, I was going to ask that's... if she was. <laughs> I, I said, are you insane? You've got to kill yourself. So she said, do you mind holding on to me while I take these heels off? <laughs> and, you know, like my sense of the absurd was just kicking in. I said, this is just wonderful. I'm holding on to this. Naked. She was, yeah, naked yeah. chick. Well, she's taking her heels off so she can shower. And, of course, neither of us know each other. Yeah. It was really just a neat thing. We talked a little while, and then we went our ways. One of the things this comes to mind, this is my sense of the absurd. Do you know they have a dress code for this place? What do you mean? I, you had to wear a shirt with a collar. I mean, the shirt that you're barely going to wear, you had to wear it just to walk in? Yeah, the gentlemen are expected to be in a shirt and a cop with a collar. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, okay, so you find it absurd too. It's yeah, not stupid too. Either. I don't know. I mean, that I don't understand. What's the point? Yeah, but anyway, it was. When you talk about the peak experiences. I mean, the sex was over the mountain. It was great, but I'll tell you what was really cool, in my opinion, was the guy holding his wife's hand. It was like a beautiful sense of innocence. Uh. Let me ask you a question because you just had that one experience, correct? I mean, it sounds like a hot experience. I'm not taking that away. but Oh, yeah. I hit the jackpot there. Yeah. Yeah. But let me ask you this. Did your wife know that you went to the swingers club? No, because we haven't gotten back together yet. Right, but you I mean, you talk. I, I'm assuming you talked to her. Like, did, I, what I was wondering. I talked when, to her a lot. Yeah. Yeah. What I was wondering, like, when you were about to go there, did you tell her? Oh, I just want to let you know I'm going. No, she she just said, "Do what you want." Right. It's, it's like a don't ask, don't tell. But yeah. I intend to tell her face to face. That's not a conversation for the phone, in my opinion. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, no, I was just curious because I knew when you were saying, oh, I went to a swingers club. I wanted to. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I was wondering, did you tell your wife? I know that she had said, like, listen, you could go explore and do your thing. Just don't put it in my face. So are right. you? That's my question. Is So then since she doesn't know and you haven't seen her yet, do you plan to tell her or do you don't? Yes. What do you do in that kind yes. of situation? Oh, I plan to tell her. Okay. Yes. Are you hoping you know, that telling her like maybe she would join you in in that lifestyle with you? What do you think? God damn it, Kathy, you read my mind. Okay. <laughs> because that's where I am now. Okay. Yeah. Uh the this is this is gonna sound a little bit off the track, but it's important. About a month ago, my goddaughter came to visit me. And she's gonna be thirty five. And she just broke up with a guy she thought she was going to marry. And she was really bummed. And, and I have a daughter and two goddaughters who I assure you keep my life busy because they are always calling with some sort of shit show they get involved in, especially my daughter <laughs> and the life. younger goddaughter. Yeah, yeah. This one's the older one. She's, yeah. she's really got her feet on the ground. She's got a great career. She's good looking, wonderful personality. And, I was talking to her about what happened and she said they were going to get engaged, but he said, you have to leave your job because her job takes her different places. So I need you home. And so I started talking to her and I said, here's the situation with you. You're, you're what I would call a high value woman. You've got a career. You've got a great personality. You've got looks. You, you, you know how to treat people. You've got opinions. And you're good at stuff. Yeah. And I said, a guy who's going to be in a long-term relationship with you needs to be really secure about who he is. He's got to know himself and he's got to be good with it because you're going to do some stuff better than him. Right. And then I said, holy fuck, I have just been talking about my wife. Wow. Yeah, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you know, a couple of months ago, in fact, of, of your podcast, I really enjoyed Susan Bratton's interview. Yeah, she's great, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. And and I had uh, gotten one of her books. I think it's the Sexual Soulmates one. And I've been really going through that because this is what I call the way ahead. And And the way ahead is we both agree that we want to grow older together. We both are lucky enough. We, we have the financial wherewithal to not work and travel. I work because I want to work right now. So that's what we want. We want a sex life. At this point, still to different degrees. We're not, we're not really in sync with that yet, but we're certainly a lot closer than we have been. And Susan's book is outstanding about this notion she, she said intimacy is what keeps a marriage alive. And, oh, my God, it's like that blinding flash of the obvious. And she talks about verbal appreciation. My wife is very verbal. That's the way to her heart. If you write her a card, you have won her heart. And, and she talks about small offers. And that's where a guy like me has got to channel it back. It's like small offers. Okay. Can I fuck you on this bench in the park? So everybody looks okay. Yeah. I, so I got I got to meet her where she is. And the cool part is when I do that, she meets me where I am. And, you know, the day before she left, of course, we had sex and, you know, 
she, she uh, Bryden makes a point in one of the books. She talks about being there, not necessarily performing. Right. And and I put my dick about halfway in her, and just stopped. And so I've been doing my yoga plank so I can be in shape to do that. And I just stopped and I, I placed myself so I could put my chest on hers and we could actually feel each other's heartbeats. And you want to talk about an erotic moment. It was, she literally was just lifting her pussy up to get me all in. And it sounds like nothing. But it was absolutely mind-blowing just to be in that physical synchronization mm -hmm. of your hearts beating together. It was just awesome. And it's like, holy shit, if this is a taste of the reality, keep going. So that's really kind of what we're looking at there. But I had asked you, okay, like, do yeah. you want to bring her into the lifestyle and you said that's where you want to go i mean how do you yes, go and, to a swingers and club think, and have that whole experience and then that's a one and done or like what, what do you see for your future what i see for my future in the immediate is to meet her where she is and continue along the path i think if she's going to do something like that it's going to be it's going to play out one of two ways if it's going to be to swap with somebody, and I think she's always been interested in a woman, so it'd be neat if she got to try that, it will definitely have to be in a small setting. So I'm not sure a swingers club would be the appropriate venue for that. Now, if she wanted to indulge me in my exhibitionism, she would go to a swingers club and it'd probably just be with me or maybe two couples in the same area. That's what I see in the short term. But I, I also see a resurgence of her sexuality. And that, to me, is, is going to be honestly a play-by-ear thing. I mean, what I would dearly like for Christmas is for her to say, hey, this is what I want to do. And take it from there. Well, did you, so, like, she gave you kind of a free pass. Did you give her one? Yes, but I'm going to mention that again, too. And just and, and we're going to flesh that out and talk more about that. Yeah. That, well, I think maybe, you know, the conversation will probably open up into new uncharted territory when you tell her that you did go to that swingers club and you did well, have exactly. sex with this a is why I want to couple pick your brain and everything. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to, I mean, what were you going to say? I want to pick your brain at this point. Yeah. Because I think, I think really I'm, because we had been in a power struggle so long about sex, yeah, I've really learned that, and I know that our program's going to come up, give it away to keep it, surrender to win, those type of things. But that type of philosophy where, uh, where do you want to be? What are you comfortable with today? And then just take it one event or step at a time. I, I, do believe she would be willing to walk down that path. You know, one of the cool things about her is she's comfortable with her body and she's not the 120 pounds when I met, like, like when I met her, but she's attractive. Yeah. And, and 
But women, unfortunately, get a lot of baggage, right? The media bombards them, right? If you're not 26 years old with stand-up tits and whatever, you've missed the boat. And, and that's changing. I think there's a greater appreciation that we have about that. But she's comfortable with her body. I mean, hell, we, we used to go to the spas in Germany. All the beaches there, of course, are topless or nude. So she would never had a problem with that. So I don't necessarily see this as a problem. I think it's just getting her there on her pace. Right. But do you think that she will have any kind of, because like, I wonder when a woman says you're free to explore, go do your thing. I just don't want it in my face. Does she want to know that you had sex with another couple and blew a guy and fucked his wife? Or does she not want to know? Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out, too. And yeah, that's where I, I think that's a little like the last thing you want is for her to be like, I don't know, like maybe she doesn't want to know. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And that's something I think I need to really mull over a little more. And I think I can get a feel for that by just talking about that in, under the umbrella of fantasy for a while. Yeah, because I don't know. it. A woman Might that... be dropping a bit too much on her. Well, yeah, because now she knows you had this experience and she can't get out of her head. Like for if somebody that says you could explore, do what you want, but don't do it in my face. And I, did she say, I don't want to know about it? No, she, she just said, uh, you know, she said, go ahead and explore what you want to do. I have no problem with that. I think were her exact words. And it wasn't even in regard to this trip. No, of course. No, it was just right. like in your life or wherever. Right. But I mean, yeah. did she say, but don't what, what What was that little part where she said something like, but don't do it in my face or something? Yeah, don't uh, like don't put it in my face. And I, I'm not sure if those were exact words. I think really the the intent of what she was saying is. I I don't need to know every detail type of thing. Right. Yeah. And I just think sometimes with someone that if they say that, maybe they it's because knowing the details would make them maybe feel not OK with it. So I, I don't know. It's a, like a slippery slope with whether you I really want to yeah. know what happens when you tell her. When is she coming back from her thing? <laughs> Wherever she I'll see, Well, I'll see I'll see her uh, in the. Uh, Two weeks. Oh, two Actually, weeks. <laughs> yeah, because I got to pick her up in Cincinnati. Yeah. It's, 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 I don't need I've the details, but wait a second. Yeah. So two weeks, you're going to see her. Maybe I'm going to hold on to this episode. I want to see what you say to her and how she reacts. I don't know. It's interesting. Okay, I'm, yeah. Like I said, we're going to have about, it looks like we're going to have about eight days together. So I, this might be like a, a So you have visit. eight days, but are you planning though to tell her for sure, right? You are planning to tell her. I am planning eventually to tell her. I am going to bring it up though first as the fantasy oh, and, and right. take it the next step. Like, what would you think if I did that? Right. Treat it as a hypothetical first. Yeah, yeah. What I like about your story, Steve, is I think a lot of people will be able to relate to all the issues you were having with your wife. I think it's interesting how you work through them. I think it's you gave some interesting tips that helped you guys get over that yeah. hump and in a good place. And I think you told a really hot story about what happened at the Swingers Club. And uh, it's, you know, it's 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 an interesting journey that you've been on. And thanks so much for calling in and sharing it. Oh, thank you. At the end, at the end of the day, my own fears were my enemy. Right. You know, and, and that was really it. And really come to realize the fear was about living more than anything else. 
So. And you really fucking lived your life that night in that trapeze, Club Trapeze. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've had a pretty good life before then, too. Yeah, but I so. mean, you know, it, I mean, yeah. what you're talking about is like you had a fear of really putting out all your fantasies and all the stuff that you wanted to do sexually on the table. And you did do that after you were faced with the fact of like, you're not you're not going to be around forever. You might as well live life. Right. Carpe diem. It's whatever. So anyway, Thank you, Steve. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story. I think it's inspirational. All right. Thank you for your time, Kathy. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Steve. Bye. Bye. Everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.